You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here today. We are two Texas licensed attorneys, and we're here to help you. Um, If you have questions you want to ask us, we're happy to answer them. We're going to be talking about some varied subjects today, but send us your questions. You can question us live on Facebook, uh, or you can email your questions to questions at legalconnectionshow.com. And we are here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 on 105.104.5 or 106.1. And you know, Tony, the other day I was looking at our Facebook page and we have a lot of likes. We have listeners out there, a lot of community. They need to ask us questions. They do. And oh we, did, we did get a question. And I know you, we, had got, we had a couple on the air last we week. Did, thinking, we did. We did. But we weren't paying attention. <laughs> there's, there's one that before you scoot out, Tony's going to have to scoot out a little early today. But before you do, I want to talk to you about it. So, okay. What was it you were saying about Anthony Bourdain right before we went on the air? Um, I was watching CNN while I was procrastinating instead of doing my work. Mm-hmm. And uh, today I have to run down uh, to an oral argument, so I have to leave early. And I hate to leave you because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I was watching that. You know, I'm still just distressed over Anthony Bourdain's suicide because it just doesn't make any sense. The guy was, was terrible. He, he was established. People liked him. He, mm-hmm. Everybody everybody had something good His to say about him. His career was at a peak. Um, there was nothing. There was nothing that would have suggested or evidence that this was going to happen. Mm-mm. But there was a CNN special, and they said it was his last um, interview or last showing for his show. I guess a parts unknown. Right. And he was in some place in um, uh, in I want to say Asia somewhere, like the Philippines. It was some place. That's what it looked like. I couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. Kind of had a Philippines or Vietnam look. They if, uh, they were it was on CNN, and they said that. Um, his last show, he was talking about sort of a death ritual. And that his, the people that he was interviewing and the things that he was eating and all this weird stuff that they do on his show, um, were, they were talking about life and sort of, you know, that sort of Zen thing going on. Well, um, one of the areas they were talking about, um, in, like I say, if you just Google CNN, a boarding slash show, uh, it said that the valley, and it looked like a big, huge valley like uh, but dark like you'd see in the movies mm-hmm. and they said never go the, the guy he was interviewing said oh never go go never ever, ever go in there oh no this would be so bad and um he goes well tell me why you know well he always was sure. and they said he said there's there's demons in the valley because everybody knows no one goes in the valley You're because kidding. there's demons oh good night. and i was like oh my gosh that made me think well i i truly believe there are demons and they were telling him, don't do it. And he was kind of blowing them off. Mm-hmm. I wonder if a demon is out there. Mm, this was on the CNN. This was, I just watched that yesterday. That I, I was so just, sad. it was on a newsreel thing. That and is so, uh, sad. so it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Inquirer or anything. It was CNN saying, this is last show. And he did this. And they were showing him, um, kind of interviewing this guy about the foods and stuff in this area. And, um, and then they were like, oh, no, you know, you never go in there. There's demons in there. Well, you know what I don't understand is if we respect, a different cultures, customs, and traditions, and, and schools of thought, then why do we not respect their customs and traditions and schools of thought? 
I mean, what I'm trying to say is it's a kind of strange to go around and travel the world out of respect and you're gathering all this information and then just to completely disregard. No, but you know, I don't think he did. I think that these people knew how to protect themselves because they lived out there and it was kind of a known thing like you see in the movies or whatever. I don't, I don't know enough about it. But um, I think that he was just on the periphery and maybe he didn't have the right protection. Maybe he didn't pray enough. Maybe he just didn't have that shield that he needed. But mm-hmm. when they were talking about demons being in this, I, so I truly sad. believe that there's no explanation for why a perfectly normal, happy person would turn around and like, you know, stab their kid or yeah. you know, it makes no sense because people are generally, generally good. Are they generally want to be good? Yes. You and know? Sometimes they've got mental illness and there's insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but when out of nowhere, somebody does something that's completely out of character and there's really no actual motivation yeah. and they, they stab bizarre. their kids or, or they're, there's just no explanation for their behavior at all. Yeah. Um, I have to go with there There must be demons because... Yeah. Well, Roseanne Barr would blame Ambien, you know. <laughs> that is not a demon. That is a voluntary... Uh, a voluntary demon. You know, uh, I guess intake of not demon, but uh, that that would be an excuse. Um, yeah. But when, when there is no other explanation, and I don't think there is one for Anthony Bourdain's suicide because he simply... You, you seem like we all felt like we knew him, even though we didn't right. personally. Yeah. Well, it's a pray. Everybody pray. You know, I think that's what really protects you from this mm-hmm. kind of thing. I completely agree. So, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about land and title issues. Well, so, tell us what land and title issues are, or they pertain to mainly. Okay. Well, everybody. Um, well, not everybody, but many people. Uh, one of the things that you aspire to. Uh, a, a, in, in the world, I guess, is that you could have your piece of property, have your vineyard, like they say in the biblical mm. times. Right. Um, so that you can have your, your happy place that, right. uh, in the world and, and make a difference and, and you know, yours. do good things and that kind of thing. And so you, you work to own property and you get married and you want to raise a family and, you know, just the, the dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there is some, not some technicalities, but there's certain procedures that you have to follow. And in Texas, um, if you uh, buy land, you you really want to verify that the title is accurate, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can't always rely on on what people are telling you that are selling it to you. Absolutely. Uh, just like buying a car, you don't know who the title really belongs to. It could be a false piece of paper. Property is is different though because property is um, it's immovable. It's it's and I'm a land man and a real estate broker and. You know, just like Scarlett said, the land is everything. You know, mm-hmm. there, that is the most important thing. It doesn't change. It increases in value. Land is your best investment. Right. So um, as to land title, though, in Texas, the source of title is the General Land Office, the Texas General Land Office. And if you Google that because you want to see, and that everything is all current these days, you can actually uh, type in like the survey or anything. You can search it in different ways, and it'll show you just like Google Maps. It'll show you um, an overhead view of, of what's going on like Google Earth. But it's actually uh, the land and where it's patented and who has the patent. Okay. Okay. So a patent is a a patent is a piece of property that you have ownership of. You've got title to and thereby ownership okay. of. It, let me rephrase that. And I maybe I'm kind of uh, going to fr- not phrase this in like the legal terms. So the patent is when the general land commissioner who has the authority in Texas to determine where where the initial land is. Um, he determines after. Uh, after it's been surveyed, uh, that or researched, a surveyed or researched, or whoever got it, the property was granted to. Uh, there's there's several different um, 
mechanisms to get to the final patent that that you would see um, like in land. And for an example, um, gosh, there's so many cases. Um, I was looking at, at a case yesterday, and it was in Harris County, and uh, the case was a, a sur- there was three surveys. And let me go back just a little bit uh, for the history, and I'm jumping around just a little bit, but um, Texas became a, a republic independent right. from Mexico. That's what I wanted to explain to our listeners, where it comes from. In 1836. Right. This is not ancient. This is not like, yeah. th- this is a, a few great-grandfathers back, and mm-hmm. you might be able to find some some information on the people that actually were here settling. Mm-hmm. And um, if you go way back in the day, um, you know, Texas was a, a territory of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And Cohelia and Santa Ana owned it. Well, what happened was... Uh, People were coming in and saying, it was like, yeah, uh, come in here and settle it for us. And we'll give you a grant if you come in here and take, get get rid of some of those Indians and, you know, make it better. So he would get taxes on it, right? Right. And um, so what happened was about um, 1825, we had the Austin 300 that, that came down and we're going to settle Texas. And, part the, you know, the Bannon, uh, Sam Houston, we had a lot of uh, Davy Crockett. They may not have been a part of the original 300, but they were right in that era. John and they, Austin. They, they fought. Uh, well, uh, John Austin was probably the the Austin uh, territory, the namesake of the Austin 300, right? Right. So they came in here, and they started settling the land, and they were getting grants from Santa Ana. You know, if you do certain things, you'll have like a full league, and a league is 4,400 acres, which I guess at the time, there was so much land, that was just what they gave out. Right. And um, so— uh, but what happened, like, in, from 1825 when these when these people that were coming in, and they were advertising, like, just like in Houston for the Allen Brothers to come down from New York and what have you. Mm-hmm. This was swamp land. There was yeah, come get your free land. You yeah. know, this was like like it is today. It was so humid and mosquito-y, but there wasn't a place to retreat to. You had malaria. You had Indians. I mean, it was the Wild West, but down here at Houston. Mm-hmm. And um, Santa Ana determined that they were, oh, this is a tax, just like the, like the, the, the British are coming. Mm-hmm. This is a tax base for us. Mm-hmm. And these people are getting a little bit out of control, and so we need to reel them in a little bit. And um, at the at Goliad, uh, the Texians, uh, with the help of uh, some of the Mexicans, because they were all friends and stuff, uh, they uh, they took over the fort of Goliad, and it kind of pissed Santa Ana off. And the Texans were starting to kind of fight back. Well, Santa Ana sent his generals up, and this is all in early March uh, uh, 1836. This all happened so fast; it's incredible. He came in. He took the Goliad back. Everybody was taken, you know, by surprise. People were, were leaving. It was called, um, I forgot, it was called the Great Scrape or something, where people were leaving. People that were actually settled here were like, we're out of here. We're not going to get hurt. And um, they, uh, fast forward, uh, Santa Ana took the Alamo, killed everybody. Mm-hmm. The prisoners of war he had at Goliad massacred everybody. But but Sam Houston was brave, came around by San Jacinto, took, as we know, Santa Ana by surprise. And and we won our independence. And this all happened like three months in 1836. Okay. And so before we take a break, just let me ask you real quick. So as a result of that, who was in charge of the now the patents and the land? Was it Sam? Well, well ultimately not Sam Houston, but ultimately well, there was a, a commission. The General Land Office was established. And the General Land Commissioner was in charge of uh, making sure that these grants that Santa Ana gave, as well as the settlers, where they were following the rules to attain land, uh, that they would be able to get their grant go out and have it surveyed. This was over a period of 20 years. This was not fast. Uh, They'd be able to get it surveyed and then be able to get the patent. And the patent is that piece of paper that says, above all else, this is the legal title. Your patent was everything. That's right. And you want to go to the patent if you get land even today. 
Right. Okay, well, we will be right back after the break. You can voicemail us your questions at 281-529-5862. The Legal Connection, Legal Talk Radio with Tony and Cheryl. We'll be right back. guys this is connor this is dick this is chris and we're with the ticket stub podcast every thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 fm in the conroe area also anytime at irlonestar.com you go to irlonestar.com backslash tts you can find all of our social media and don't forget we give away two tickets to the grand theater on every show if you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions get seen on tv youtube and heard on our podcast fm and internet radio support your local radio station with lone star community radio welcome back to the legal connection with tony and cheryl tony and i are here here today talking about title and we just finished a discussion about patents but tony i think it's important to kind of put the period on that that discussion. So today, all title to land goes back to the patent. In order for you to be able to uh, confirm and, I guess, uh, verify to the world that the land that you have is valid and someone else isn't claiming it, is you have to go to the sovereign of the soil, and that's the patent in the General Land Office in Texas. Right. And a lot of times you'll get title insurance companies that will say, well, we only have to go so far back and we'll, we'll insure you. That's but common. But if you want to be sure... And it's not that hard. You just can you can Google uh, General Land Office and look at where your land sits. Mm-hmm. Those the, those patents are are the legal title, and nobody really knows that much about it because I was a land man for like forty years and I researched all this oil and gas. Um, there's a lot more to it, but the patent is very important, and it is what when you look at your land survey, like the property that you own right now. Mm-hmm. If you look at the actual plat that's filed in the cabinets in the the uh, official property records, say in Montgomery County or in Harris or wherever it may be. Um, you will see a reference because the land, the underlying land to your subdivision will refer to the actual patent because it's that critical. Right. And then that's, and you can, you can look at the patents and the patents and surveys are basically one and the same. They're used synonymously. The patent is the actual document. The survey is when it is when you look on the land, it's the survey that the field landman went out and actually walked to establish it with witness marks, you know, back, back in the 1800s. Right. This old marker but and it's all still that. current i mean it didn't go away that, right that, that, it's just the maybe they use different language now but a lot no, the language is still the same yeah. it's just that when developers go in and they create subdivisions they rename it to like uh whatever your subdivision name is barton creek or woods or whatever Lot and, 27 and they go to usually a commission like in, in the city of conroe it would be montgomery county uh the montgomery county engineers and the city of conroe planning commission to go get these subdivisions approved but the it's the underlying um uh, ownership of the land always goes back to the general land office in that survey. Great. Well, you know, we had a question last week that we didn't see 
Um, and it was, um, what do you do if you have a, an, if you're illegal, but you own land and you get deported? What happens? What happens to the land? We're going to take another break here in two minutes. But okay, well, I'll just tell you real fast. Yeah. Um, if you are illegal or if you are just foreign and legal, mm-hmm. in any way you look at it, or if you get put in prison at all, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Your land is your land. So yeah. it will go, you have to have somebody taking care of it for you. Mm-hmm. If you don't pay the taxes, it may cheat. If you don't pay your mortgage, there's three ways they can take your property away. Cheat means go back to the ownership of the state. state. But it's unlikely that somebody got deported. It's just going to leave a, a big chunk of expensive land not being taken care of. Right. More than likely, they'd have somebody down here, an attorney or, or an agent, attorney, in fact, to take care of it, to sell or to take care of it until they came back to 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 take, take after, you know, look after their own land. Or if they can't come back, then they can gift it, give it, do whatever they want Well, you to. know, whatever you do with land. You right. Know, if you want to but rent it's it, theirs. They can rent it. Yeah, it's yeah, theirs. Absolutely. Just because somebody is, is, goes back to their home country doesn't mean that the property they own here uh, goes away. They can, you can legally purchase land and it's yours, short of it being taken away from you if you're not paying your taxes, your purchase money, um, uh, your improvements, if you get a loan for improvements, or if you don't pay your purchase money mortgage, but those are the, if it's your homestead, you can't, they can't even take it away if you have a judgment against you. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, so anyway, land is, I'm a big land person, just like Scarlett said, the land is everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's biblical. Right. That's why they're still fighting over in, in Israel about the, the Holy Land. It's all about the land. There's, that's finite. It didn't go away. Well, that's true. And we certainly care about that. Well, that, that's great. That's a great answer. So if you're illegal or your mom or whatever that question was about right (laughs) you can still own land and if you have to leave the country that land still belongs to you Mm -hmm. uh have someone take care of it or depending on what kind of land it is but it's it's yours Mm -hmm. the government doesn't take it over right 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 okay well we're gonna go we're gonna have another quick break here we'll be back after the break you can check us out at www.legalconnectionshow.com or you can go to our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Legal Connection Show with your questions. We'll be right back, or I'll be right back after the break. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video.
Welcome back to the Legal Connection Show with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I have been here today talking about title and land and how land ownership goes back to, it goes, you know, I mean, we say way back, other countries laugh at us because in America, our way back is 200 years. And then Tony had to run downtown. She's got a hearing that she needs to listen to. So I'm going to be talking with Ethan, our our DJ station manager for the hour. Howdy. Hi, Ethan. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Well, you know, we had that question right as we went to our break about um, what happens when if you're illegal, if you're not legally in this country and you own land and uh, then you go back home. Well, you know, and the answer is, I guess it's too simple. And people get scared because they get concerned when they get deported or someone has to leave to go to another country for some kind of reason. They get concerned of, you know, well, I wasn't there legally, so what's going to happen to my holdings? And those holdings are yours. Uh, where are you guys from, Ethan? Where's your family from? Like like ancestral uh-huh. or yeah. uh, all over the place. Yeah. Had, uh, I know I had ancestors from Europe, yeah. uh, Ireland. I, had, I have some Native American in me. Yeah, me too. So I'm just kind of everywhere. Yeah. My mom is from Sweden, and uh, my dad, um, gosh, they're from uh, Scotland. Ellsworth is my maiden name, so Cheryl Ellsworth Jahani. And they're originally from Scotland, I think, through England, and then they came here. But we're Americans, and we're proud to be Americans. But, you know, um, I wanted to talk about being illegal for a minute. I had a, a case last week that really disturbed me it was a divorce case and um i represented the woman and uh, she was not legal and guess what if you get married here in america and whether you're legal or not you can get divorced here in america and uh you don't have to have your social security number you don't have to have a driver's license number if you were married here you can get divorced here and uh so she wanted me to represent her in the divorce, and I did. I was happy to do it. And it was supposed to be this no-contest divorce. Well, it turned into that there were some issues, right? So we go to court. We finalize the divorce, and she goes home and calls her now ex-husband, who is also illegal, and uh, tells him, guess what? Our divorce is final. And uh, he wigs out, goes nuts, Asked her, where are you, where are you? And he shows up where she, she didn't tell him where she was because she was, uh, she knew he was really, really angry. And uh, he found out where she really was, shows up and beats her up. So now we're in a situation where one illegal uh, immigrant is beating up another illegal immigrant. The, the children are sort of caught in the middle and the mother's crying out to call the police and the children are scared to call the police because they're afraid they're going to take their mom away. It was terrible, you know? And and it made me think again. I mean, I've thought about this before. What do these people do? They're scared. It's kind of like the question we got last week, you know, well, um, someone in my family or myself or my friend, I don't know who they were referring to, is illegal. They've been deported now. They've lost everything. They're scared, Right. Well, the answer is no, you didn't lose it. They didn't lose everything. That land is still theirs. And also the answer is if one person is beating you up, call the police, go to the police. The police don't care whether you're legal or illegal. 
And that's kind of the whole fight that's going on between these sanctuary cities is, well, some states care, some states don't. There are sanctuary cities, there aren't. The, the underlying aspect of uh, calling the police and, and the federal government and ICE and all of that is that states do not want to do the federal government's work. They don't. And the federal government is the one that's concerned about deportation. And the whole fight that's going on now, and we never talk about this, and this is what I think Trump calls fake news, is because the real issues are never talked about. The whole fight that's going on is the state governments are saying to the federal government, if you want us to do your work, then you're going to have to pay for it. And the federal government says, no, 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 this is your issue too. You're going to have to fund it yourself with your tax state tax dollars. And we don't have to. I'm, now, I'm not saying anything about immigration and what's going on. I'm just saying that that fight that's going on between the federal government and the state sanctuary cities is really a funding issue. So anyone that's listening to my voice that is illegal or knows someone who's illegal, has got a family member, a friend, the bottom line of what I want to say here is that if you're getting beat up, you know, it just kind of, it's hard to wrap your mind around, okay, well, now these two people are illegal, so one illegal person thinks they can beat up another illegal person because the person that's being beat up has no recourse with the police, and that's just not true. Uh, If you're being assaulted, go to the police. You have a recourse. The police care. The communities do not want violence to take place within our borders, and the police are your friends. They're not going to go, oh, you've been beat up. Well, I'm glad you showed up. Now let's throw you in the clink. They're not going to do that. They're here to help you and reach out to them. Go to them for protection and at least file a report so you have something in a record somewhere that this has happened before. Because the rates of domestic violence, once it happens, the next time it becoming deadly is exponentially grows. It, you know, if someone gets beat up one time, then you don't know that the next time they're not going to come back and try to strangle you. You don't know that. So go to the police, whether you're legal or illegal, the police are your friends, and you need to remember that. Interesting, huh? Pretty sad. Yeah, it's, that is really sad. I mean, I don't know much about legal stuff, so, I mean, yeah, I'm just kind of listening to the story that was yeah. going on. But, that, yeah, I but mean, you can see how someone would be afraid. Thing. That if they're here illegally, that they can't even reach out to the police. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I yeah, I can understand where the, where it's and the from, kids but. being, and the kids being scared. Even the kids are sitting there watching their mom get beat up, and they're scared to death to call for help because of this whole illegal status. And, um, I mean, even then, even then, I mean, even if that was the case, I mean, having your mom getting beat up or almost beaten to death uh and then risk risk i guess i guess if they were i mean maybe it's just maybe it's my, me personally i mean either risk someone getting beat to death or risk you know possibly maybe being deported if they call the police i mean in their mindset of course right i mean i don't know how all that legal stuff all legal stuff works but i mean yeah it's a, it's a real it's a real conundrum, I think, especially to children, uh, but also to those that are here illegally. So I just want to use this opportunity to encourage you to reach out to the police. They are your friends. 
They will help you. They are there to protect and to serve, and that's what they do. They attempt to do. I know they get a bad rap. It seems like if anything terrible happens, it's always on the news. But all the good things, you know, the fact that they're there to protect you, we just don't dwell on too much, and I think that it's important. But um, did you hear, Ethan, did you hear that the Supreme Court upheld the travel ban, Trump's travel ban to the Muslim countries? Uh, I actually have not been keeping super up with well, a it was lot just of today stuff. Okay. it was just today at oh, like well. 10 o'clock oh well yeah i i was on my way i was on my way to the radio station at 10 o'clock so right i didn't i haven't been keeping up with tons of political stuff this morning so the, the supreme court in a five to four decision uh sided with trump and said that his travel ban was in effect and it was not anti-muslim and you know i'm I have to say that I would have been shocked if the Supreme Court did not hold that. This is another thing I think Trump is always talking about, fake news. The truth of the matter is that the husband, the husband, no, not the husband, the president has presidential power when it comes to dealing with foreign countries. The president, that's why he can make treaties. And that's why he can go visit Kim Jong-un and anytime he wants to and stuff like that. He doesn't have to have the legislator passing some sort of legislative branch, passing some sort of legislation saying, we now grant you permission, President Trump, to go visit Kim Jong-un. It's his presidential power to create and um, correspond with uh, international, uh, internationally and other countries. And so... The fake news part that was never talked about was that Trump has the presidential power to say that to create to impose a travel ban on any country that he deems a hazard or a danger to America or its citizens. He's always had that power. Did you know that, Ethan? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we talk about this fake news stuff, and a lot of people don't realize that the stuff that they're arguing about, the president has always had power to do it, always. And for the Supreme Court to rule that Trump didn't have the power to create a travel ban would be against hundreds of years of Supreme Court history, of of, um, the history of case law that's been created by the Supreme Court in this country. And so I think that's interesting, and and I'm not surprised that that travel ban was upheld. It it should have never even really been an issue, but it was, and the Supreme Court did the right thing. Now, I'm not saying anything about the travel ban and its effects, and I understand the opposition there, but as far as Trump's presidential power to uphold a travel ban or to impose a travel ban— He's well within his presidential rights. So I think that's interesting, too. It's just a lot of uh, just a lot of us versus them problems is the whole situation of why that became why the travel ban became an issue. It's internal conflict in America, I suppose. It really is. And I think a lot of it is just making um, trying to make a big deal, a suit, a, an issue out of something that's been settled a long time ago. It's like that whole Comey thing, you know, the Comey thing. Uh, the president-elect, the real skinny on that and where the fake news comes in is that the president-elect has the uh, power to appoint administrators, advisors, cabinet members, 
that are sympathetic to his perspective, right? And Comey was not appointed by President Trump. And so for Comey to initiate some sort of investigation right as his administration is on its way out is just a way of usurping power. It's saying, no, it's, it's, it's just a political move. And it's a way of saying, oh, you can't get rid of me. I, there's a, there's a, an investigation going on now. And, you know, Trump said that he knew when he did that, when he got rid of Comey, he could face a lot of backlash for it, but he was going to do it anyway. And the whole reason that he did it was because a president-elect has the right to appoint administrators and head of offices and, and their own cabinet, people, individuals who are sympathetic to their political perspective. If they didn't, they could never uh, operate the, the, their office and the requirements of their office. They would have to, these cronies that get put in a position of power would never leave, never. I mean, we'd still have people in office from FDR if the president-elect couldn't come in and replace those members with people that are sympathetic to him. So just some more, I think, fake news because um, the real way things are supposed to work, that to me, no matter how much I listen to the news, I never hear about the real way things are supposed to work. I hear a lot of gab and complain and he, he was he, he, she, blah, 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 but not, well, that's within his right as the president to get rid of Comey and appoint someone that is sympathetic to his political perspective. So, I don't know. Fake news. Yeah, just a I lot think of things, it is. Just a lot of things based on feelings and what I feel is, what and, I feel and, or what we feel is right, what they feel is right, all that kind of stuff. And Yeah, you know, it's, and vying for power, just political power or a stab at the mic, you know, just wanting a little bit. I think that's a lot of uh, political struggle is um, just wanting that exposure in front of the mic. And, and I can usually get it if I'm complaining about something. So I'll be on TV and then my constituents can see that I'm doing something with their tax dollars. And then I'm fitting in with the crowd. Woo. I know. Doing my doing my political political job. Well, so um, back to um, the the patent and. And all of that, I think it's interesting, and, and I'm not sure that we're really aware that land ownership goes way back to even original patents that were first given in our country back at the beginning of the acquisition of the land that we now all enjoy and have. And so um, I know Tony is in a case right now where the, the real issue is uh, who owns that land. And because we have title companies that do title research, I, I don't mean to be skipping around, but I, I did kind of want to wrap this up with a bow on it. Uh, we have title companies that do title research. It doesn't mean that they're going back as far as they need to, especially if land is disputed. Do you own your own house, Ethan? Or you you live in an apartment? I live with family right now, currently. Yeah, well, good for you. So you're, do you know if your parents own the house that y'all live in? Yes, they do. Yeah, and so all sorts of different ownership issues can arise from that, but usually not. Usually the title companies will do the good research that they need to and uh, and make sure that we have what we call clear title to something. We're going to take a break right now. Uh, we'll be back after the break, but you can check us out on www.legalconnectionshow.com or you can send us your questions. If you've got questions about this, illegal immigration, fake news, whatever you want to ask us a question about, Questions at LegalConnectionShow.com. We'll be right back. 
Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. We're here today talking about title issues. You can send us your questions. We're talking about Supreme Court power. We're talking about fake news. And I'm here today with Ethan, my uh, wonderful DJ today. Ethan, what do you think about fake news? Do you think that there is such a thing as fake news? Uh, Well, without getting into philosophical things such as... uh, biases and everything like that yeah i mean i think there are, there's fake news um i mean i think it come from it can come from either side so but yeah i think because well i mean especially with like major news networks and everything there's mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll um a lot of times they they have their own bias and so they'll they'll report on their bias and that's and everybody has their own bias so it's so it's just one of those things where i think with like news and information i think you need to look at all possible sides and then come to your own conclusion on what is actually going on as opposed to just listening to like maybe one radio station whether you're on one side like cnn on one side or fox on one side and uh, i think i think you should um always look for uh what's it called uh you should always Take the information that you're given and then kind of do your own research and kind of figure and, it out. And, and get the whole picture. You know, I think a lot of people don't do that because it's a lot of work. I mean, I remember when I was younger, I was thinking, my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Watch the news all day long, every day and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, it, you know, bias is, it is a huge issue as far as news is concerned. I know that, you know, we like to talk about the good old days and, You know, I think it's kind of silly sometimes because I think things have always been pretty much the way they are. But I like to believe that there was a time when reporting was done just to give you the facts and information. And it was devoid of personal opinion. I know that that used to be a goal. But now it's overwhelming to me to watch the news. and, And it seems like all I hear on any news channel is commentaries on the news. It's not such and such happened and it happened on this date and this was a response to this and it's just commentaries on the news and it's um um it's deceptive it really is you do have to be careful what stations you listen to and make sure that it's not the only station you listen to because they could be leaving something out well the thing is is like we talk about i mean we talk about like fake news like fake news is new but i mean even even like in ancient times, they you know, the Roman Empire and all that kind of stuff, they came up with political stuff and yeah, it was and, called propaganda. And, and propaganda in and World War Two, yeah, World War Two, and and you know, fake 
quote-unquote fake news is nothing really new. I mean, it's it's something that's been used for years. I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, here's just an example. Like, um, say Napoleon Bonaparte, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, this is and this is obviously just some. This is something that I read through history books and I researched. But if, if I'm wrong, then someone else can correct me. But um, apparently, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte wasn't actually short. It was a it was propaganda by his enemies because being short was considered was being seen as somebody who was weak. Yeah. And so they came up with this propaganda that Napoleon was short. And and I mean that's and that didn't necessarily mean that was true because it was something that was come up. But now it's a lot of people view it as like the truth. Like Napoleon Bonaparte was short. Is like, absolutely. But well, the Napoleon complex or Napoleon syndrome. You know, if you're short, supposedly, you know, and you're, you, you know, you have a tyrant uh, personality, supposedly you're, well, uh, supposedly you're like Napoleon. Uh, you know, I've, I've read the same thing about George Washington. You know, the leaders of our country, uh, when this country was first founded, um, there was a, a slur campaign, so to speak, and all sorts of fake news uh, was started against him and Thomas Jefferson and, and some of the leaders, but one of them was that George Washington had fathered all these illegitimate children, and he was just this playboy. And and sometimes now you even hear that. And it's interesting to me because I remember reading years ago that those were actually, it was fake news. It was lies started. It was propaganda started by enemies that were trying to tarnish or damage the reputation that George Washington had. And, you know, I have to say that if I have a hero it's George Washington. To me, he was incredible. They asked him to become king, and he said, no, that's not what you want. We've worked too hard for this. We don't need a king. We need an elected president. And that was a, a crucial moment in the history of this country. Um, but, yeah, so you're right. It has. It's gone on for a long, long time. It's gone on since there have been uh, political empires and and um, things like that. But it, it in the age of information, which supposedly we're in, and I believe that we are, it's uh, it's unfortunate that people have to actually search and dig so hard to find the truth about things when it would be, seem, seems like the responsibility of people that are giving us the news to tell us the truth and all the facts well, about something. Well, I think the problem is, is and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try to smash social, social media because there's uses for social media. Right. But I think that the, you know, the advent of the Internet and, the so, and social media, you know, Twitter and Facebook and everything, I think that it gives us people easier access to, you know, actually give, you know, actual news. And it's easier access to actually get real news and real information. But on the flip side is that it's also easier and faster to spread you know fake things and people believe it people will eat it up because that's what they want they want to eat it up they want to eat up fake fake stuff in order to smear somebody else so like as that's opposed a great to point you know like opposed to you know even back you know back when we were talking about during the other uh smear stuff is back then they would have to like you know word of mouth or maybe like paper or yeah. letter or something yeah. like that but now it's like instantly it's like say if somebody wants to slam trump they just say something like uh uh Trump assaults little girl or something. I don't know. Right. Beats me, and people start. People will believe it in an, in almost an in, instant. Like it will be quite literally within seconds of somebody saying something like that in 
posting something that looks like a legitimate source they'll start eating it up and absolutely well you know it's like the cover of time magazine um did you see the cover of time magazine where trump was this huge man and there was this little bitty girl Mm -hmm. crying well you know the real story on that is that that little girl was never even separated from her mother but it was like you know she's trying the pick whole picture and it, you're right. I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, even even what I what I what I read. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure exactly 100. percent But what I read was she was she took the little girl from from the husband or whatever. She the the mom left like three other kids in Mac, like in in out nowhere that in South America somewhere, and she got busted or something like that. And I don't know. It's like there's so much more to the story than just. Well, you know more Trump about separates. that than I do. Yeah. Like, there's more than, so much more of the story than Trump separates or puts, you know, separates family. It's like, well, there's exactly. so much more to it. And, just and, like, and th- that right there, that's fake news, too, because uh, that was under Obama as well. The, the, now, Trump started enforcing an aspect of it, but that whole thing about the separation of families and going into different camps was under the Obama administration as well, you know? So did, did did you see the pictures of um, the children in cages? Or no, whatever? no. There was these pictures of children, supposedly um, supposedly illegal immigrant children, or maybe maybe not illegal, but you know, you know, what I mean, children from that were come from uh, other countries, know, other countries, and everything refugees. like that, refugees, or something or another, and they were like in like animal kennels or something like that. And people posted it up, and they were saying this is what Trump's administration is doing. And then it turns out that the um, the picture was two, from 2014, <laughs> and so See, they that's had fake news. they had to remove it immediately because then it's like, oh no, this is not this current. Is this current. is under this is yeah, under a different president exactly. than the one we have. So it's just like yeah, yeah, and it's just you know, it's and and fake news. As long as we're on this subject, and we're going to wrap this up. Uh, and it'll be all for our show today, but it incites people to violence. It incites them to anger and all of the violence that is being lashed out now against people who support Trump, people in his administration, people in his cabinet being uh, uh, assaulted in movie theaters and restaurants and and on the street is unbelievable. I think that we really need to take a, a, a hard look at what we're inciting and what the possible repercussions of that could be. So, you know, we're here, the Legal Connection Show with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are two Texas uh, licensed attorneys. We practice all sorts of law. We do divorces. We do uh, civil suits. We do criminal. We're here for you. We want to reach out to you and let you know that you can reach out to us. You can contact us at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. You can like us on Facebook at... Uh, facebook.com forward slash legal connection show you can call in 281-529-5862 with your questions if you'd like and we'll try and answer them on the air Um, what we do is just legal topics it's legal talk radio and we basically talk about what we've been working on that week and it's just kind of a uh, like a coffee house discussion with friends we're glad you're out there we're glad you're listening we're grateful that you like our show we're here for you, and we want you to know you can reach out to us anytime you want, and you can always catch us Tuesdays from 12 to 1 on 104.5 and 106.1, or you can wait till the next day and you can download the podcast 
on Google Play or iTunes, and you can listen. So um, I appreciate you listening today. Uh, reach out to us. If there are any questions you have you'd like for us to address, send them to us, questions at LegalConnectionShow.com, and maybe we'll talk about them on the air. So have a great week, guys. Uh, take care. Uh, serve God by serving others. <laughs>